What is the topic at hand today? Well, the topic today is my boss is younger than me, which is yeah, which is a good one because it's starting to happen more and more. So I dug out some stats uh, from the Office of National Statistics and a website called Statista.com. It says that the employment rate in the United Kingdom is highest among 35 to 45 year olds, with 85% of that age group being employed. So by contrast, just over one in 10 people over 65 were employed and just over half of 16 to 24 year olds. So there is quite a big mix and crossover of younger people. And it's so the chances of your boss being younger than you being at our great age is actually quite high nowadays. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think those statistics are they could be telling us several things? Um, one about the number of people being employed, but also what they don't tell us is what a lot of older people do, which is step out of the kind of employment that gives those statistics, isn't it? It's like people who are self-employed or freelance. Right. Or, so it's hard, it's hard to tell, isn't it, from those. But it's, you know, it's interesting. And, um, and I think it is, it's one of the, it's one of the main things that tells you that you are getting older in the same, my, my, um, my mum used to say it was the milkman getting younger that disturbed her <laughs> or, or another one is policeman, isn't it? Um, oh yes. I can see that more. Yeah. yeah. But I think, I think for me, definitely it's, um, it's yes, it's your boss or the people, the people you're, um, the level up who are all younger than you. How does it make you feel Eve when you, you meet your boss and uh, they're younger than you? What's yeah. your first Thoughts. Yeah, it's really interesting because thinking about this this week, I haven't really had a boss that was younger than me, but I have been the boss who was younger than someone else. And that was really mm. tricky. It was a long, long time ago. And it was um, a woman who was about 20 odd years older than me. And to be honest, I was very young at the time and fairly new to being a manager and it was really difficult and and you know i've been re you know doing some research on do's and don'ts um and you know i think we all do lots of the don'ts by accident not you know not willfully but you know one of the don'ts that you know i definitely did was um i tried to treat her differently and it didn't work instead of just treating her like any other employee it it did annoy her and you know and it 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 wasn't great you know it was not a great experience for her have you ever been managed by someone younger? Oh yes, definitely. And um yeah, it, it and it I have all sorts of reactions to it, not necessarily logical, sensible or anything reactions to them. I mean, my first thought is always god, I'm such a failure. You know, because I think that I think, you know, I I've this I'm tied into that whole peer group thing that you know you, you you have to rise every mm. every year of your life um you have to step up that ladder it's just such an old-fashioned view but it always kicks in so my first thought is always god they're going to think me such a failure you know that I've stopped here or I've only reached this point in my career whereas they're probably just not thinking that at all and there's a million reasons why one person might be at you know at one level and another person might not you know in terms of you know people reach first of all people reach their natural career highs and they're happy with that um also people sidestep through their career and 
might find themselves, um, you know, in a, at a different stage. And also, I think there are some people who maybe they're brilliant or maybe they just they're keen on that ladder. I think I think there are so many options, aren't there? That there are different types of people and different ways to navigate your way through an organization. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I agree with that completely. And what's really interesting is, you know, touching on sort of the expectations. I think that's a really important sort of aspect to think about it because how we respond at work is definitely sort of tangled up with our own internal expectations of how high we wanted to get or how high we think we should be or how low we want to be on the totem pole. You know, it's it's it is it is really different. It's it's completely individual. And also how we feel about what's happened to us in our careers, things that we had control over and things we didn't that helped us either if we were, you know, that way minded that we wanted to, you know, get up the top of the, the proverbial greasy pole. So, you know, the, the expectations we have for ourselves, we may not even be that aware of them, but, you know, we're how we respond to the new boss who's younger than us is, you know, is going to be informed by how we feel about our own position. And like you say, the cultural expectations are really, really strong in terms mm. of where you should be by the time you're 30, where you should be by the time you're 40, you know, in all kinds of goals, you know, financial goals or personal goals or um, status or, you know, there's all all different kinds of ways to look at it. And like you say, you know, your circumstances change through your life and there could be reasons why you're one place or another. But um, it, it is quite a heady mix of emotions, I think, when, you, you know, you you discover that you've been overtaken and maybe you haven't mm. got to where you wanted to be by this time. I, I think it's um, it's 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 a kind of um, it, it's your first step at look at facing your career mortality. I think yes. <laughs> I think I think. I think your boss much younger than you some, somehow kicks in a sort of looking career death in the face. You know, you were you were on the up and now you're on, now you're on the down. <laughs> oh, but you're not on the down. I mean, I agree with you. I think I think it kicks off this mix of emotions and most of them are completely irrelevant. I doubt that somebody who is younger than me, who is my boss, is going to be thinking half the things that I think that they are going to be thinking I mean this is the, the you really shouldn't be trying to get in their head and they might even have their more insecurities about managing somebody who is older than them than that person has about being managed by them yeah. so um but I just think you can't is it's a weird it's a, it's a weird thing I think you were so conditioned when we start our careers to progress mm -hmm. um and to keep going up that actually there's not a lot of help and advice about what happens if you've reached the, the a comfortable level, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and I suppose we think that somebody younger than us who's on that trajectory perhaps won't understand what it's like to have a career when you're older and be at a certain point and the time. I mean, I often feel in certain stances, I feel like I have to explain a lot about my background and what I've done before mm -hmm. and um, to kind of, to fill, you know, to give some kind of backstory to why they are my boss when they're 20 years younger than me or something. Mm -hmm. But which is, 
it's really unnecessary, but it, it, you know, we really need to talk ourselves down from this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think what it does, it does throw up is that what we're, what we're all told about our careers in the beginning, maybe not younger people so much, we might have to consult a younger person and ask them, but we <laughs> definitely at our age, were all led to believe that you you go in and you keep going up so when you when you sidestep when you go off and do different things um but then when you come back into an organization where there is a hierarchy how do you cope with that right right and I I think what's interesting you know what you're highlighting is that that realization may come to you sooner than, you know, 40, for example, you know, you may, because of your own circumstances, you might have elderly parents to deal with or children or, and so you might have to make some really hard choices and stay at a certain level that maybe you might not have wanted to stay at. And you still watch everyone younger than you overtake you. Um, And so you might have to sort of get comfortable with that sooner in your career than later. You know, and I'm thinking about how, uh, you know, you might end up at a level that um, you end up getting comfortable with because you realize there's advantages to it, you know, because of whatever you want to achieve or, you know, whatever your obligations you want to take on or that you have in your life. And so you might have to make your peace with it sooner. And I've definitely seen examples of people who haven't made their peace with it. You know, they, they find it really, really difficult. And I just wanted to sort of add one more thought to that, which is that, the, the other thing is, like you said, you know, we're sort of conditioned to think that we're supposed to go up the up the ladder. But I think we're also conditioned to think that that is how authority works and how, you know, people who are above us must be older than us for us to take them seriously or to follow them or agree with them or do as we're told. So it really does kind of go against the grain a little bit, doesn't it, to to have someone younger than you calling the shots yeah that's a really good point I hadn't thought about that but yeah it is yeah yeah I mean ironically even though I sort of slightly well I won't go as far as to slightly panic when you know my boss is young so much younger than me but it does throw up as we've discussed a mix of emotions but ironically I always find it really refreshing and quite enjoy it weirdly because actually it's it's nice to have a different perspective on things yeah Um, I agree with that and it's nice to keep learning isn't it because you learn from other people and you you learn from younger people I mean that's that that's a really important thing it's not like you say the authority is not just about looking up to older people I mean there's there's wisdom and there's experience there but authority also comes from new ideas and new approaches or just injected enthusiasm yeah and I agree with that completely but I also you know I I can see that in lots of people that is really threatening and it Mm. does sort of you know know, we're talking about different emotions fear is definitely one of those Um, fear Mm. of change fear of um, they'll be caught out that they don't know or fear of learning something new or that they won't be able to learn something new. You know, you see that a lot when, um, especially like you say, new technologies. Um, and it's really hard, I think, for a lot of people to sort of see it in a positive light or they intellectually, they can see it in a positive light. They see all the advantages that, you know, that you just described so well, but they're emotionally not as positive about it. So they sort of, 
they, you know, they say the right things and they say, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely learn this new system, whatever. But internally, they're really struggling with it. They find it really hard. And, and it is sort of tangled up in that sort of fear of, you know, I'm obsolete. Like you said, you know, your mortality, um, I will get found out. I, I don't belong here anymore. Um, you know, uh, people will kick me out. I'll get pushed out. I'm not ready to go. Career reapers coming. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, who's that dark figure in the doorway? Of the... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and there's only the yawning abyss waiting for you afterwards, you know, because you go to another organization, you know, assuming you've been in this organization for a long time, you think, well, I know, I know where I am. I know how things work. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable. I've, I'm doing a good job, but you know, will someone else take me on it? You know, will someone else take someone who's not as tech savvy or am I going to, is it going to be worse elsewhere? So there's a lot of anxiety. I think that that throws mm. up. There's huge amounts of anxiety. I mean, Technology, I mean, I've worked a lot with, um, you know, on technology projects and introducing new systems into organizations. And um, the thing I always find is people are very afraid of it. And, and yet, the, you know, it's, it's designed to be easy to use and people get to grips with it so quickly um, that actually it's one of the things you shouldn't fear. I think the fear comes from, say, you know, showing that you don't know how to use something and that makes you look outdated it's not that you can't actually use the things they're really easy once you're shown mm -hmm. um but it's you know it, it it makes you look kind of antiquated it makes you look not current um yeah it yeah. It, it, it is it is a tricky one I mean one of the one of the things that I think is quite off-putting I mean one is your your boss being you know younger than you but I think also interviewing for jobs when the person who you're going to be working for is clearly a lot younger than you I mean I think that could throw up a lot of anxiety as well about why would they employ me is yeah. it going to be awkward how do you compare people's experience you know will they judge me because I'm going for a job which someone else who is much younger is going for as well and you know it, it's I think you're right. I think there's, there is a lot of lot of mixed up emotions there. Whereas when you actually drill it down to the experience that we have and your ability to do the job, um, you know, it, it doesn't really exist. But it's it's all based in our sort of fears of where we should be and you know our and what we understand by success. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, it's really interesting about that too. Is that the interview is is such a, a different kind of scenario. So I want to come back to that in one second. I just wanted to make one sort of comment about, you know, the the fear of saying, you know, I don't understand the system or it's going to be complicated, whatever. I was just thinking about like practically what could, you know, what could you do if you're in that situation to to get past that fear? And it's really interesting how I've I've noticed you know, over time that often the people, especially, you know, when you're older and you're faced with um, a system, you know, I was thinking about training someone who was a good 20 years older than me. Um, you know, the, it's, it's all in your disposition, right. In terms of how you approach it. And this person was saying, look, I'm not very technical and being just really honest about what their capabilities were and where their blind spots were and where they struggled. And it was so much easier to train this person because then we could work together, right. It was a collaboration in terms of how to get this person 
you know, trained and ready and on the system and feeling confident about it. Whereas if, if he had said nothing, I would have just sort of trained and he would have been like, yeah, right, whatever, and pretended he was absorbing it. When in actual fact, he wasn't. And he was letting, he would have let his fear get a grip on him in a way that was not helpful. So that disposition of being open and honest about what, you know, what you're afraid of or where you're going to struggle then helps that person fill in the blanks, you know, because if it is a true collaboration, then, then, you know, the job is to help that person get to where they need to, to do their best work, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, I think it, you know, it should be made okay to say, I've never used this before, therefore yeah. I need to learn it. And it's not, it's just because you haven't used it before doesn't mean you're not capable of using it. And, and being willing to learn something new, you know, that, that does make it easier, you know, the person who is doing the training. Um, but yeah. I think maybe it's something that, I don't know, how, how do we think IT people deal with us? as we are older in an organization, do we feel we get treated differently being older? I'm not sure I do actually. I think they're always patient, kind, and you know, yeah, just the same. In my you experience, know. they resist rolling their eyes in my company, but I'm sure they, <laughs> they roll their eyes later. <laughs> <laughs> well, phone, phone calls, um, you know, work better than video calls, I would say, for the IT team. <laughs> exactly you can do a lot of eye rolling and get it out of your system where it's still being patient <laughs> um, but yeah but I think there's, there's so I think the problem is there's so many things that make us feel and I think what we're what we're doing is we're kind of in this conversation slightly migrating towards what are the measures of age in a workplace what things make us feel older what what might people look at us and think oh you know that 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 person is older and you know what I can expect from them mm-hmm. um whereas I think that you know it's just vastly different person to person yeah it's I think it was interesting what you were saying about having managed somebody who is older and the problems that had it'd be interesting to understand how someone feels if their whole team is older than them when they were younger than them although I must admit I have been in that position myself when I think about it yeah I mean years ago when I um, ran sort of big product teams um, we would have what they call cross-functional teams Mm. so you know the actual people who would my direct reports were very few instead you would have people from technical operations PR marketing yeah, design that all come together and we'd all work as a team um, to produce a product um, and I would manage that team and I would say pretty much you know 80% of the people on the team were experts in their field and older than me and um, it was all about knowledge and experience it never occurred to me that any of them you know would never felt like a problem to me I was Mm. just glad they were there with their um I think I was probably more worried about the fact that you know I might seem inexperienced and I think in those days I had this special voice in meetings hello my name's (laughs) (laughs) I'm the product manager it's really good to see you all today um so (laughs) I think really 
you know I was more of the problem than you know the other way around you know but what's really Um, interesting though about that example is and I can relate to that because as a you know doing projects and stuff you always work with a mix of people who are different ages and stuff and as you say that you know they're on the project because they're usually experts in their area but Mm. I think there's a different dynamic at work there whereas when you are the manager direct manager or being directly managed by I think that's a different situation and what's really interesting and in what you described is like um, the Harvard Business Review actually has a really good sort of summary of what to do if you are the younger boss and what to do if you're the older boss. And one of the things they talk about is if you are the younger boss is be really respectful to people who are older than you, um, you know, and, and speak to their experience and use their experience and um, make them feel valued. Right. And that's exactly what you just described. Hmm. Yeah, with your tiny yeah. squeaky voice. In my tiny squeaky, yes, you're very happy. You're on the team. Yeah, really, really but, enjoy working with you all, guys. Right, <laughs> and that's where I. It's so interesting. So, like for me, where I on a project team would definitely have interacted with people in exactly the same way as you, but when I managed this older person, I was too deferential and I was too obsequious which was yeah. the you know which was the wrong balance and that's what annoyed her is that I was falling over myself um to be extra somehow and it was just inappropriate and and I learned a hard lesson and it was it was a good one to learn mm. yeah yes because I think I mean you've, you you just have to get the balance right don't you in yeah. terms of the you have to being the younger boss you have to have that authority otherwise it's going to make all decision making and management just really hard if you haven't got that there um I mean I think I think one of the things I think as I mean there's two things I want to talk about one is that I think actually once you are more advanced you know once you are over 14 you've worked a lot and you've got a lot of experience. I think it can bite a bit when you're managed in a way that feels very managey. Oh God, I'm not really. Oh, I know exactly myself. what you mean. Yeah, it's slightly insulting to your intelligence in that the person clearly doesn't know what the person clearly doesn't know what to do and that's fine um but they think that you don't know what you need to do either right um but you're coming to them to discuss options i'm not describing this no i know exactly what you mean what it is is that they think that they think that you've come to ask them to solve the problem because you don't know what to do but that's actually not what you're coming to them for sometimes you're coming to update them or to just bounce ideas around or see if they know something different or if they have different information whereas they think you're as clueless as they are about a certain thing they don't realize and understand and appreciate that you have plenty of knowledge but you're missing a piece and then they become very micromanagey, and they try to tell you what to do or try and tell you the answer. Is that what you mean? Yes, yeah, pretty much. Because I think, I mean, certainly having worked in, as I was saying, those those kind of worked with fellow sort of experts in a sort of non-hierarchical way, you get to, you, you've built off enough knowledge where you don't feel like the hierarchy 
is really there anymore it's all just about people's experience and what you can bring Mm -hmm. to the project so when people do get a bit too managey and they might do that because you know that's their lack of experience it's hard not to just feel slightly irritated by it but I think I think it's one of those things you have you have to let it go a little Mm bit or or actually that is the sort of jumping off point for a really good conversation between you and your boss your new younger boss to say look these are the things I need your help with these are the things that I don't need your help with and you know and it, it helps you sort of define a contract you know in terms of how you interact with each other because if you if you sort of let it sit to you know of course you can judge whether you know what the right situation to have this conversation is but if you leave it to fester and it annoys you and irritates you on an ongoing basis, it is really important to just somehow facilitate, I think, the conversation to say, look, I, I don't need you to micromanage me. You know, I feel confident in these areas <laughs> and I'm not so confident in these other areas. But when I come to you, I, I need you to behave like this and I will promise to behave like that, you know within reason um but if only though eve if only we could have those kind of frank conversations <laughs> in a workplace <laughs> if only we were brave enough if only we were less british well you've got you know obviously embrace your inner north american that's what i always yeah, say you've got you've got you know you've got a north american advantage there um i mean i'm much more inclined to see actually i mean but as i said this <laughs> This podcast is not about advice. This is about because <laughs> we really have not, you know, we we've not got to grips with it all yet. But, you know, <laughs> we can suggest things that people should do, but we may not be able to practice them ourselves. But but it's good to dream, um, right? It's good to dream, and and also I think seething eventually does lead to action. Um, but I don't think anyone should feel bad for a small amount of seething in these situations definitely seething can be very reassuring (laughs) it's the first step to healing that's my new catchphrase (laughs) put it on a (laughs) t-shirt seething leads to healing (laughs) well with some bumps and explosions yeah disciplinary procedures (laughs) in between but you know Now, I'm going to introduce a subject which I think um, is a very dangerous territory. But um, as an older woman with a younger boss, I think there is the um, there is a danger of mothering in the workplace. Yes, that is a great point. Please expand. Well, I think the problem is when when you see a younger person in at a point of their career and you might actually have been at that point in your career you might see a your boss or someone else who is in a position of authority or even someone at the same level as you who is much younger and you've been there yourself you've been at that position yourself in a previous job or a previous life or you know it I think you can feel a bit maternal paternal towards them in terms of helping them along and you know which is just not the right thing to do well some may want it they may not want it but it like you say it sort of gets you mixed up in some complicated stuff 
it, it does and it's all but it's all to do with age as well isn't it and the mm-hmm. way that we you know react to people and that you have had those experiences or just someone who is younger than you you know you, you there's a natural feeling you want to take care of them and um but maybe that's just the gentle motherly nature that I have um, <laughs> sorry I didn't mean to laugh <laughs> no it's all right mainly I'm just seething um but yeah you know you you see some I mean look take for example if someone is in a position you know someone is your boss and they have say they're in their early 30s they've got two children under five they're working all hours god sense you've been there yeah. you know they you, you've been there and you know the stresses and strains and you might find yourself in uh, you know more relaxed moments with your boss um giving advice to somebody it, because you've been there is that a good idea i don't know is it is it just some is it just a natural thing that people do doesn't it come down to and it, and i think that's a really good point because it is the advice solicited do they want mm. your advice? And that's one of the things that all of us as humans get wrong is that much advice is given without being asked. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very good at that. In fact, isn't this whole podcast about that? <laughs> I mean, if you listen, I think that counts as consent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm very fond of giving out advice yeah. without people wanting it. So um, yeah, maybe this is something we can watch, but I think it's just, it's just hard not it's hard not to well if you if you could see these people as humans as opposed to you know genetically enhanced incredibly successful people coming to steal your career oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um yeah. you you know and they are just people getting on with it then you know they are just human beings in the workplace isn't it Exactly. And I actually uh, think that's a really important point that we should probably pick up in later podcasts or probably, you know, keep keep it front of mind is I think there's a really there's an odd thing that we do at work, which is we we try and pretend we're two people. We're a work person and we're outside of work person. Well, in actual fact, we're just a person. And it's the dynamics around, you know, power relationships. Are you my boss? Am I your boss? Are you a colleague, a peer? you know, where are you in the hierarchy and, and how we interact with each other, you know, who's got the power and, and, you know, we tend to focus a bit too much on those sorts of things, which makes us behave differently for, for lots of good reasons, right? You know, obviously you can't mm. necessarily um, be super chummy in different scenarios for different reasons. We've just been watching the American office with the kids and, and I, I keep thinking of all the situations you know, the main character, Michael Scott, gets him into, gets himself into, which is, you know, excruciating and, and a training video all in itself. But there is something about that, you know, you you do bring your whole self to work, whether you mean to or not. And, mm. and I think, you know, the, giving advice is a really interesting one, which is how do you give advice, assuming it's solicited, um, you know, to a younger boss who's asking you, how do I juggle, you know, this life I have with you know, my two kids, my home life, my work life, the pressures, all this sort of stuff. And we do need, you know, if we are asked for our advice as, you know, having been there, done that, you know, you've got these pressures from, you know, from work, from home, you know, where you are in the situation, I'm sorry, in your own professional situation as this younger person. And when you do get solicited for advice, you know, there's 
there's an interesting dynamic in terms of what kind of advice do you give and how do you give it? Because you are dealing with a whole person, you know, the, it is your boss, but at the same time, they're, you know, they're just a young person trying to figure it out just like you were. And so giving thoughtful advice and, um, but also you have to give it in a very particular way, because if you are their subordinate, you have to think about, you know, their own internal dynamics. Will they be offended by what I say? Are they, you know, are they someone who's feeling insecure? Am I about to make it worse for them? Am I about to make it better? Um, you know, will they punish me? You know, if this person's not a very nice person, is it worth my while giving them my, the wisdom of my age? Well, you know, so without getting too deep into your own, you know, into your own head, you do do. So my point is, uh, this is a long way around of saying, there, even though it is a shame that we have to divide ourselves in two, into our professional self and our our human self, our sort of out of work self, and even though they are both the same person asking for advice, the person, the older person giving the advice, has to think about those dynamics in terms of what they say and how they say it. But hopefully, we can all do it in the right spirit, which is to help that person. Because if they're genuinely asking, then you would hope that they genuinely want to hear the answer. Yeah. I mean, the more I think about this, the less I actually think a younger person would ask for advice mm. in that scenario. The more I think about, you know, scenarios I've been in and the people I've worked with, I think, and, and myself as well, I think when you're younger, I think that whole aspect of work self and home self is more distinct. I think you're, I think you're more afraid to show your real self because you don't want to you don't want it to detract from what you do at work mm -hmm. you know you don't want it to be anything to be seen as negative or weak or lack of experience I mean when I think about the roles I've been in where you know I've I've covered up any lack of experience or probably not if anybody <laughs> who I've worked with in the past is listening to this um but I think you are more likely to pretend uh, or if not pretend to project a certain image of yourself at work. And I don't think if someone was my boss who was younger, they would. They would ask for my advice. I think they would be more unfortunate to receive my attempts to give them advice on their life when I think they need it, um, which is probably something, you know, like you say, we probably shouldn't do or we need to think, be very mindful of the way we do it. Yeah. But I think I think maybe as you what we're perhaps touching on is that as we as you get older and you're you're you are an older person in the workplace, perhaps you feel that division between your work self and your other self, whatever we're going to call it, less. Like we're more of a rounded per mm. person. We're more of it's complex and it's harder. I think I find it harder to put on a front. As I get older, maybe or maybe I don't find it harder. I just don't feel the need to. Maybe I just think it's less important. Whereas when I was younger and more insecure in the workplace, I felt like I had to be a certain type of person, um, and that was the image I needed to project. Um, yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I definitely recognise that, and I definitely recognise it in other people I've talked to that that's how they feel. So is there some kind of liberation? So it comes back to sort of full circles, what you were saying at the beginning about it being a trajectory. And, you know, I, I sort of think about when I think about the word trajectory, I forget that a trajectory 
you know, it's a thing that goes up that also comes down. And, you know, so the trajectory when you're younger, sort of 30s, young family, that sort of thing, you're on that ups, you know, you're still in the up part of the trajectory and you don't want to slow that trajectory at all. So I, I really recognize what you're saying that um, and I can I can totally relate that. I, yeah, I really recognize that sort of fear of um, being found to, to be wanting either in skills, experience, enthusiasm, whatever it might be, whatever is required of you when you're in that up part of the trajectory. And I think you're right. I think you're hitting on that sort of when you're in the downward part of the trajectory, there's, there's some liberation there where you don't have to pretend anymore because who cares? <laughs> you're, you're, on your, you're on your way down anyways. I'm going to disagree. I, I don't think there is a downward part of the trajectory. I think you just get to the point where you launch off. You launch off, and we're gonna, I'm going to put that at the age of 40 because that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. There's going to, but it might not be 40, it could be below, it could be above. There's going to come a point, not everybody becomes the CEO of the corporation. Mm-hmm. Not everybody becomes prime minister. I, I'm just trying to think of a lot of top jobs. You know, there's going to be a point where you either, you either, find your place or you launch off and it's the launching off that interests me that that it's less the trajectory becomes less upward and it becomes more about experience and trying different things and you might actually even though you might go into another role and perhaps have to start a few rungs down on the ladder from where you were before in another career you never you you're never that person that you once were when you were going up the ladder in another career you're always you've always got the the, all that life experience all that work experience with you Mm -hmm. yeah I agree with that and you know from my own personal experience it was around the age of 40 that I sort of sat myself down and said you know what you're never gonna have anything named for you you won't have books written about you. You won't be on the school curriculum. It's quite liberating, actually. <laughs> I, think, I think at the age of 40, you shouldn't be giving up being on the school curriculum too early. And as for writing books, about not having books written about you, I mean, I've got a half-written manuscript in my drawer, Eve, about all the funny things you've said over the years but I could stop <laughs> I could stop writing it if you want well actually it's not that's actually not what I mean but yes please keep writing that book um and I will continue saying ridiculous things but <laughs> what I really mean by that is that it was the striving that was actually holding me back oh, and so right, it yeah. was all the striving to be something that actually mm. was getting in the way of being something and actually, it was. It has been much more liberating to just say, just if I write a book, I'll write a book. If I get something named for me, it's because I was busy doing something that's worthy of being named for, uh, you know, having my name on it. Whereas I was focused on the wrong thing. And that was what was so liberating, realizing that actually I didn't need to care about striving anymore. And I think it does come down to like what you were sort of talking about, which is feeling you know, knowledgeable, feeling that I had a mastery of 
something the you know the the work that i was doing or the sub you know the the content of of what i did but also the the self-confidence in my own intellect that actually I was smart enough to be able to learn new stuff or to do different things or that I had the right approach that I could be open to learning new things or doing new things. And that was not going to hold me back anymore. So it was really liberating, but it took age, it took a long mm-hmm. time to work out what that was. Yeah. What we're talking about again as our perpetual theme through these podcasts, the right side of 40. Exactly. What does yeah. the right, what is the right side of 40? Well, there are there are plenty of advantages, I think, the more we talk about these things. Yeah. What do we do if our boss is as old as our child? Maybe we should make a like a top five do's or don'ts. Well, so here's the top five do's or don'ts from this Harvard Business oh, Review article, excellent. which was actually really good. And it sort of it was a great sort of scintillated. Is uh, no, not scintillated. Um, Oh, what's the word I want? I can't think of the word. I'm getting old. Uh, (laughs) You really are. (laughs) Yeah. A precy of, you know, the best advice that I could ever have come up with. So it's really good. (laughs) So, yeah. So here's here's what the Harvard Business Review summarized just as well as any any of us, you or I could have summarized. So if you are the older person and your boss is younger. Firstly, reflect on, um, just think about their situation. So don't assume that they're going to be a bad boss just because they're younger, because they know less than you, that sort of thing. Good point. Um, yeah. Don't buy into stereotypes. So um, they talk about the um, that, you know, there's a stereotype of the narcissistic baby boomer who d- refuses to retire or the entitled millennial. We all know about the entitled millennial and their avocado toast and that sort of thing. Or, or and actually they give the example of the Gen X, which is us, who's only out for themselves. I've never felt that I'm always out for myself. But anyways. Oh, we're just we're just getting by. Yeah, Hello. We're, we're just bobbing along. They're um, just jealous. That's why they say that about us. <laughs> exactly. Because we had fun and careers and managed to buy a house, you know. Exactly. Sorry guys, yeah. but no. So I, I think that is a good one where, you know, just see the people as individuals, right? Rather than that they're a stereotype of their generation. And then um, show respect. So remember, it's not all about you and that, you know, you're younger. <laughs> seriously, <boss>. seriously. <laughs> challenging me now <laughs> you're so generous all right yeah all right yeah absolutely. so yeah so that you know they remember that you know this younger person may be uncomfortable intimidated by your experience so just be sensitive and show some humility and recognize that you have different talents and capabilities I think that that's a pretty good summary of what we've been talking about and then aim to be a partner to them. So work with them, so different talents and capabilities. And then the next one is aim to be a partner. So we've touched on that as well. So work yeah. with them as an individual, treat them like a peer and partner with them. Mm. I think help. that's really important. And it's the way forward, definitely. Exactly. And it is, it's it's about not being deferential and that sort of stuff, you know, unnecessarily. It's just more about just t- treating them like a human. And if yeah. they don't treat you back as a human, then there's a whole other conversation there about how yeah. to deal with a bad boss. So we'll, we'll touch on that on another, yeah. another one. And then the other two things they talk about is provide information. So we've talked a bit about this too, you know, show how, you know, show your experience, share your experience with them, give them information that might be useful to them. And one of the things that's really interesting about that is that, um, and we'll talk about this in another one, we've, you know, earmarked to talk about, you know, being branded as negative. And you know, it's a really delicate balance, isn't it? To sort of give you advice and say things like, well, we tried that before, it didn't work because, and, mm. you know, it's it's a tricky balance to strike. So that one we'll, we'll cover in a lot more detail. 
And then lastly, they say, you know, be yourself. Don't dwell on your age and, you know, and talk about, you know, oh, I'm so old, that sort of thing. But just share your experience and your life stage. It, it's part of who you are. But make sure that, you know, you accept that you and your boss are at different life stages and, and embrace it and be philosophical and be open about it rather than, you know, harping on about it. So it's again, it's about disposition. Does that all ring true yeah. to you as well? Oh, definitely. I think I think the thing is, we just have to accept that once you're over 40, it is likely that your boss is going to be younger than you at some point. Yeah. And yeah, it is all about disposition. And the problem with most things is, is how, what, do, I think we talked about this right at the beginning, which was, what does it trigger in you? And those are the things you've got to deal with it. If you're not happy where you are in your career at this point and the decisions you've made, someone coming in who's shiny and new and young coming in and being your boss is going to, it could trigger things. And in which case, you know, you, you're going to have to you're going to have to deal with them. It's not for your boss to have to deal with those. Mm-hmm. Um, their presence may have triggered it, but they're your issues and for discussion and analysis and quite natural, as you know, for all the reasons we've talked about in terms of how, how we think about success, how we've been, you know, traditionally taught about success. I mean, I'm hoping that perhaps going forward that maybe younger people who are coming up you know starting their careers or mid-career aren't so hung up on where you should be by a certain age you know there does seem to be much more of a culture of people being able to change careers and um, try new things and work in different ways I don't know maybe that's my kind of idealistic hope that actually this is something that maybe is this something we suffer from more than younger people will or have they just not got there yet yeah I don't know so thanks for listening I hope you enjoyed our conversation ruminating on uh, some of the challenges of what happens when your boss is younger than you and uh, hopefully we gave you some practical advice and some things to think about Uh, so join us next week when we will be talking about an equally thorny problem for those of us on the right side of 40. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, let us know about it. We also want to hear what you've been up to since turning 40. Get in touch on our website, rightsideof40pod.com. And don't forget, follow us on Twitter at rightside40 or Instagram at rightsideof40pod. All content is arranged by Eve and Caroline. And a big thank you to Terry and V. Neal for writing, performing and mixing the original music.